0: Welcome to Do It For The Gram, and Enneagram podcast with your host, certified Enneagram coach, Milton Stewart. Here we do it for the gram, not Instagram, but the Enneagram. We make moves to improve our lives and the lives of others in our community. Today, we start with a new series, cultivating healthy relationships with each Enneagram type. Each type tends to have a pattern that can be detrimental to fostering healthy relationships. We are talking about all relationships, but mainly adult relationships that means your spouse girlfriend boyfriend friends and crazy family members intro music drop it Today, we're going to talk about the type Eight. Ooh-wee, this is going to be good. Warning, I plan to step on toes, knock you down, and pick you back up with encouragement that will be focused on helping you grow towards healthy things. Some eights will probably let me know their truth, which is welcome. Disclaimer, overlays and subtypes play a heavy role in the differences of all types and people. Overlays include... Things that are considered to be nurture, such as culture, trauma, parents, and other external environment intrusions on your life. Everything I say may not apply directly to your type, but it's going to hit a different set of 85% and up for each type. Enneagram 8, are you ready? You sure? Let's get it. What type 8 needs or looking for in relationship? First thing, eights need someone to control them. Just kidding. I feel like every eight who had just heard that said a few sharp words or almost turned the episode off. Just kidding. That is the exact opposite of what they need. Eights like intensity in life. Many eights like their relationships to be the same way. They want some type of intensity from their spouse. That challenge and, and aggressiveness feels like intimacy to eights. They are usually attracted to people who can bring a strong presence and has strength, someone who can keep up with their seemingly endless amount of energy. This can be risky behavior when not healthy, but they like relationships that are lively. Eights can get bored in a relationship when the fiery intensity of infatuation leaves. This is picture perfect lust because they build their relationships on intense emotions or feelings. As we know, All emotions change, so when the intensity is gone, then so is the relationship, because it wasn't built on anything real. Eights don't do relationships with people they perceive as weak. So, eights are looking for someone who is strong. It doesn't mean that you necessarily have to be physically strong, or you have to be aggressive, but it means someone who can stand their ground very strong, and can respond back in a strong manner, in a very direct manner. Does your workplace stink because the culture sucks? Are you tired of tolerating people and wish you could all work together cohesively? Does the mere idea of going into work give you anxiety? If you said yes to any one of these, you should probably quit your job. But since you're not going to quit your job, you should contact Kaizen Careers. At Kaizen Careers, we are all about improving workplace performance. We use a unique tool called the enneagram the enneagram helps individuals and organizations become more self-aware that self-awareness lends into helping organizations with communication conflict management and leadership development ultimately turning self-awareness into self-mastery and creating healthy workplace cultures so you can improve your services and bottom lines contact Kaizen Careers at k a i z e n c a r e e r s dot com or Milton at kaizencareers or give us a call at 901-334-1644. What Ace really want in a world that tells Ace that they are too much, they really want someone who can accept and handle them in their rawest nature, and be able to still love them and respond to them and hold them accountable at the same time. A nice catch. This section is about what this type needs from their partner. Eights need a person who can absorb and release the intensity that they bring to the relationship. A person who can hold their ground when an eight gets excited or angry and aggressive. Someone who can bring some energy and excitement to the relationship. It is very preferable that you have a strong passion for justice as well. Eights are without a doubt a huge proponent for justice for marginalized people. Not only discussing the topics, but actually taking action to help create change. AIDs need a person who can also embrace and help them show their tender side. One of my favorite examples of how I sometimes see eights is like a snapping turtle. If this world we were all turtles, they would be the snapping turtle because On the outside, the exterior, they are ready to bite and they are, uh, and they can be aggressive and they can be very fierce and very strong. But under that amazing shell is something that's still a turtle like everyone. It's still soft, still nice, still tender. They are amazingly gentle and loving underneath that that ferocious exterior. A hard outer shell and will snap at you. But beneath that Shell is a soft, tender, and gentle person. They need someone who can see through the anger and see how they really feel because anger is the default emotion used to protect their softer emotions. Help Aids use their energy in constructive ways. And assuming that they need love, even in those moments of high, aggressive, or strong energy, they still need love and to be cared for, even if they do not show it. How to wow Aids. In this section, we're going to talk about how to communicate with eights. You have to be direct with eights. When you communicate, even through their fierceness that they exert back at you, the eights' default emotion is anger. So that will most likely come first when you are addressing them about something confrontational. But after a while, especially if they are serious about the relationship, they will adjust accordingly. And even come back to communicate in a way that is not aggressive at all, but respectful. I confronted a good friend who's an 8. And it was tough for me. But I knew it had to happen because that behavior was offensive. When When I did this, she was kind of dismissive, trying to not show anger and walked away like, whatever. But as the night went on, I could tell it was bothering her. And she was thinking on it. At the end of the night, she came to me and apologized and thanked me for approaching her directly and letting her know. Because she also said because of the eight's tendency to be um, intense or aggressive, people have a hard time confronting them and being direct with them and letting them know because of that um, aggressive and intensity and sometimes can make people intimidated. So, but she really appreciated it. Because she needed to hear it um, and it helped to make her a better person. Aids do not want to hurt the people they care about. But in many cases, aids are unaware how they affect people, especially the impact of their intensity upon the people they, they care about. Dealing with conflict. Stand your ground. Stand your ground and always confront them directly in a way that's specific to you. I would definitely rather, no, I wouldn't rather confront them face-to-face. But I, eights respect when you confront them face-to-face. Much better than sending over a text or trying to email it or going a roundabout way through somebody else or giving subtle hints. Eights don't like that. At all. The passive-aggressive they don't do. Aggressive, yes, they definitely do. But passive-aggressive they don't do. So you're going to definitely have to approach them very directly in a conflict because at least they will respect you. And then when they respect you, they'll listen to what you're saying. Because if you don't go to them directly, they will not respect you and they will not hear what you're saying because they've already written it off, especially at an unhealthy level. When confronting the ape, don't be fake about it and you don't have to be aggressive about it if that's not your demeanor. Be you, but stand your ground. Be firm against destructive or threatening behavior and remember to be empathetic to the underlying hurt feelings that they have. Hopefully you have found some value in this podcast episode. You can help to keep this podcast going by supporting us on Patreon.com. Patreon.com is a site where you can support content providers Podcasts are free to listeners, but not free for creators. It actually costs money and definitely time to produce consistent and weekly podcasts. I podcast because I want to reach people and change our community through the Enneagram. If you want to help in that by supporting me, you can go to patreon.com forward slash do it for the gram. That is p-a-t-r-e-o-n dot com. Forward slash do it for the gram. One thing to avoid with eights, avoid trying to control them without their agreement. And also avoid being highly disrespectful to them. Those are two things they do not play about. You will definitely see the wrath of an eight if you do those. So avoid those. Because the eight what they really want to do is surrender control. Because trying to have control all throughout your life is tiring. It's so tiring next good vibes so good vibes this is the type i'm going to give like an example of a type that goes well usually pretty easily with eights in uh, relationships eights vibe well with sevens i know a lot of people vibe well with sevens to a certain extent because they're the life of the party they're fun blase 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 but we're not talking about just that we're talking about eights and sevens because of a specific word that they both have a lot of so I know this from a personal standpoint. I have a plethora of cousins who are eights, and I have a lot of friends who are eights. And I'm pretty sure that most of the girls slash women who flirt with me are eights because it's always aggressive flirting. Growing up, I didn't know the Enneagram, but I know a lot of little girls who liked me were eights because they love a good intense argument or altercation. I'm thinking to myself, she must hate me. But afterwards, she would be like, liking me more. One girl cut my hand with ice at her birthday. Yeah, it was crazy. That's another story for another day. Eights typically vibe with sevens because they bring their own form of high energy. That's the one word I'm talking about, energy. Sevens energy is stimulating and fun. Both types are also what they call aggressive types and I think this is because of how they deal with their anxiety. Anxiety makes them want to move against people and things in order to get what they want. Sandpaper types. These types are general types that eights struggle with. Now. Any type on the Enneagram can get along with each other, especially in growth, and they can have a wonderful partnership, friendship, relationship, marriage, best friendship, whatever. All of that stuff. You really can, once you start to grow and really work on mastering your own self and creating space for other people. But on the surface level, there's things that could typically bug certain types about other ones. All right, so one of the sandpaper types for eights is fives, and it's because their difference in communication, eights come with strong emotion in their communication, where fives usually bring emotionless communication to conversations, so it's a real um, tough spot when it comes to being, dealing with emotions, dealing with how a person feels, or dealing with a situation, because one is approaching it from a force of energy that is Consumed with typically some form of like anger, and it's a hard, strong, deep emotion. Whereas the five is coming to the battle without emotion, best as possible, and trying to think completely logical. And so, as you can see, that could be a beautiful combination if you combine them right the energy plus the logic. But a lot of times, when people are frustrated, you know, you can't completely think, feel, or act completely correctly or like you wouldn't like to in order to fix a situation so that can be a sandpaper type for the eight but i do know good eights and fives who are really good friends you have made it this far and have not already taken the enneagram test here are a few that i trust you can always go to kaizencareers.com forward slash enneagram and scroll to the bottom for the quick two question test based off of the russ and rizzo's quick test the second one i trust is Eclectic Energies. It's another free test that has about 30 or so questions and can be pretty accurate depending how self-aware you are. The next one I trust is the Enneagram Institute. For a more thorough test that will give you possibly your top three types, you can go to EnneagramInstitute.com and the tester has a minimum cost but it's pretty accurate. Last but not least, I trust the Integrative 9 test. This can be found at integrative9.com. This test is one of the most expensive tests, but I believe it to be the most accurate and gives a ton of information based on your type. It includes personal life, but really shines on how your type performs professionally. Relationship booster for eights. How the eight can work on themselves to better in relationships. All right, eight, here we go. We are going to start with self first you are going to deal with that childhood trauma that you have first. There are a few theories or schools of thoughts on how we get to be our type, with one being our childhood life experiences and the other being we are born with our own type. I am not sure it is either, but some form of both anyway. Many eights I know really have a big T, meaning some intense trauma that happened when they were younger. The big T trauma is completely altered the way they approach the world, which is the idea that you must be strong, real and angry to get ahead in this world. Eight, you cannot get trapped there though. Eight, you cannot get trapped there though. That trauma, if undealt with, will will continuously ruin your relationships and make you chase after relationships that are built on lust for intensity. I recommend seeking a therapist and an Enneagram coach, someone who can help you deal with your past and someone who can help you deal with your present and future. Once you have dealt with, come to peace with, or worked on that part of your life, that will help you build your self-esteem, a hide behind their anger to make up for the lack of self-worth and vulnerabilities that they have. Within your vulnerabilities lies a much more powerful strength. One of the paradoxical struggles of the eight is hating people who try to control them or control in general. But until you become comfortable with your vulnerabilities, anger will control your life. It will consume you and you instead of even though you dislike Control and the thought of someone controlling you, you're actually controlling other people and doing your best to control them, situations, and a lot of other things. And that anger is just fueling all of that. And so you're actually doing the thing that you dislike the most, making you hurt the people you care about and ruining relationships that you have built. Entrepreneurship is a fun word, but a tough journey. If you are on the entrepreneurial path and need some help along the way, tune in to Hot Butter Business Podcast, where four entrepreneurs who met through a program called Co-Starters decided after the program to start a podcast. They each used their unique skills, talents and businesses to unite in this podcast in order to give their audience a look into the mind of an entrepreneur. So subscribe to Hot Butter Business Podcast and walk with these four aspiring entrepreneurs on their journey. This podcast also features me and you can see a full range of my Enneagram personality as I interact with other entrepreneurs. Here are tips and tricks for the Enneagram 8 so that they can have healthier and good cultivating relationships. This next section is from one of the Enneagram gurus, Suzanne Stabile, and the book is called The Path Between Us, and it's specifically talking about the Enneagram and uh, relationships. And so I'm going to share a little piece of it with you because I feel like it was extremely important. I feel like she hits the topic on the head. So here are some things for the Eight that you need to do to make sure you cultivate healthy relationships. That includes eight, learning the value of moderation, collaboration, and patience, and cultivating a self-awareness to practice them. And so in theory, people know it, but you sometimes you have to live the theory and you have to actually experience it. So practicing moderation for the eight, being able to collaborate and be patient are things that are very important in order for eights to have a good relationship and a healthy relationship. Next, eights. All right, eights, you can't avoid or deny vulnerability and still be successful in relationships. And so in relationships, this is the place where you have the ability to actually be vulnerable and let the other person see your tender side and your soft side, because in these relationships, they should be people that you trust. And people who won't hurt you when you allow them to see those softer sides of you. Next, you can't always lead. You must learn to follow another leader gracefully. And so this can be hard for eight because it's hard for them not to lead sometimes because they won't control. Because it makes them feel safe in a sense. Uh, I would say a false safety, but it gives them the, the impression that I'm safe if I can control everything around me and I can't be hurt. And so, what eights have to do, especially in relationships, you have to learn to surrender some of that control over to the person you're in a relationship with because you trust them and they love you. Next, you can't solve every problem with action and strength. So, some problems can't be dealt away with just forging through knocking down walls and strength. Some of them are going to take a softer side, some of them are going to actually take you doing nothing, especially. Some problems when it comes to something that's damaged, that needs to heal, that takes time, even from physical to emotional to um, different um, areas in your life, everything doesn't require action and strength. Some of it requires you doing being inactive and actually not being strong in a sense for that situation in order to help solve it in relationships. Next, you can't share feelings you haven't allowed yourself to experience. So I've noticed this with some eights before too, because they're able to communicate exactly maybe what needs to happen or the feelings that need to happen. But at the same time, they have never really worked on experiencing them. And those are the softer ones. So they'll defend someone or say someone needs to go through these stages of grief or sad emotions, or allow this to happen. But at the same time, they haven't allowed themselves to go through it. So make sure you remember, as an Enneagram 8, that you have to experience those same feelings that a lot of times you're able to give advice about or tell people about as well. All right, and the last four I'll leave you with. 8, you'll need to learn to accept these things. You'll need to accept that you're not always right. So, Enneagram 8, they have a really good not only BS meter but also the ability to tell the truth about something. They can t- typically sense it. It's really innate with them what the truth is about this situation or this person or what's going on. They typically they typically can kind of sense that out, but you're not always right. That's the thing about it. And so the issue is when the 8 enters relationships and situations and they go full force and they think that their ability because they have it naturally to know this is probably the truth that everything they think is going to be right and true and that is so problematic in a relationship because it can lead to assumptions and all kind of other issues and problems next you'll have to accept you can't guarantee the outcome a lot of times eights are driving so hard and forcefully to get what they want out of something but This is life. You cannot always guarantee what the outcome will be. There's too many variable factors going on outside of you and your strength. Next, you'll have to accept you thrive on stress, but other people don't. So when other people are stressed out, you can't expect them to have the same drive and to keep pushing as you do. And I also caution you as well, and even though you thrive on stress, to make sure. It's healthy stress and not unhealthy stress because that unhealthy stress is just going to make you sick. And you go through this pattern of you work really, really hard and you're you frustrated. You work really, really hard and then you get really tired and get sick, too. You you really get physically sick and then you take a little while to heal up. But then once again, you're back at it. You're going back super strong. You're not weighing and measuring like where's your energy level? How's your health? And you're just going hard as you can and not really taking into account your body and how you're doing. So make sure you're aware of that as well because even though you can sometimes thrive on stress, it's always, if it's not good or healthy stress, it's not good for you. And it's definitely not good for your relationships because then that becomes problematic because now your emotional state is starting to drive towards the harder emotions that you have. And now you're exemplifying them and giving them in a relationship to the people you love without giving them the full spectrum of who you are. All right, next, you also have to accept there's something bigger than yourself to focus on. So especially in a relationship, AIDS can be inadvertently selfish because they're so focused and their, their drive is so hard for them to find justice or what the real truth is about things is that it can actually turn into being inadvertently selfish. And it doesn't bring in the atmosphere or the perspective what the other person is thinking, felt, or experienced. And so that's gonna be huge for AIDS in relationships. Is that they're gonna have to look at the other person, even though they may totally disagree, even though they may think that they're weak, and all of that stuff. At the same time, AIDS, you're gonna have to stop yourself from going full force and sit back and think, Hmm, why would a person think like that? Why would they do that? And so you can kind of take a look and maybe put on some of their shoes because they have different shoes and they see the world differently for a reason. The reason they think something right is because in their mind or in their body or in their spirit and their soul, they feel that it's right, you know, at least at this time. So trying to figure that out would definitely be beneficial to eights in their relationship. So that's what I have today for the eight. I hope you found something beneficial out of it. If you have any questions, you can always hit me on Instagram and that's at Do It For The Gram Podcast. Also, uh, you can hit me in the messages there. I'll definitely respond back. Also, don't forget to subscribe. Please subscribe so you can get the latest and newest episodes. And also, don't forget to subscribe to the website, Do It For The Gram and Enneagram Podcast. And there, if you subscribe, there's a free Enneagram gift that I'll send to you uh, in your email. And also, it's another way to contact me and also stay in touch with what's going on, uh, the many things we have going on, and just a lot of good information about the Enneagram as well, events, and just cool information. Yeah, and also at DoItForTheGramPodcast.com, I have now started a blog. It's not about what I think and what I want. It's about what you think and what you want. I want to have where people can engage with each other and hear the stories from different Enneagram types of what's going on in their life or what it feels like to be in their skin. Right now, it is an amazing article on there by Deanna Wallace, who's an Enneagram 8. And uh, it's called, I think it's called A Sweet Nightmare or Beautiful Dream. Oh, I think it's Sweet Dream or Beautiful Nightmare, and it is an amazing article. You have to go check it out, and that's doitforthegrampodcast.com forward slash blog, and you can find it there. I'm also looking for people who want to write about their experience and engage as well. Um, I would love to have people reach out who actually want to write about what's going on in their life or their relationships based on the Enneagram type and display it. I would love to do that. I just want to create a really, really, I would say, tight-knit community about the Enneagram because it is amazing what it does to communities and people from all different types of backgrounds. Besides that, the next episode will be the the Enneagram 9 and relationships, and we'll dive into that some. So just remember last thing before you go when you're in conflict when you're in a relationship and someone looks at you and you just want to react in that natural instinctual way that you always do remember do it for the gram the enneagram of course we'll see you next time bye